Welcome to Superman and Lois, the New Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Here to talk about the CW's Superman and Lois. A quick programming note. It looks like after this episode, the show's going to be off for three weeks until April 26th. Um, so another scheduling mini hiatus, if you will. Bitsy Tullock on Twitter did say it's due to multiple COVID-related production shutdowns that they've been dealing with. Um, so I don't know how if that directly is why there's a three-week break now, or if they're, I'm sure it's earlier in the season and they're just behind schedule or how it's going to work, but it looks like that is the case. Yeah, always stinks that we have to wait a little bit longer, but completely understandable. He's, especially during this time of life, this is what happens. I, I get people frustrated with uh, the stop and start. Um, we've been through that in the past. I mean, they could, especially when there's delays in production, then there's not much that the CW can do other than wait until it's all the way done and then release it. But then if it if they started it in March or April, that's not ideal time for TV either. So I don't know that there's a good, the, the show has been behind the eight ball from the start with starting almost about to start production on the pilot days after the world shut down. Right. And so, um, this happens. There's not a, I, there's no bad guy here. It's just kind of how it goes. So, um, that does say if six episodes remaining, that would put the finale May 31st. If there were no other breaks, which I think six weeks is the longest the show ever went so far without a break uh, during the, the second stint in season one. So I would guess there's going to be more breaks and it'll end sometime in June. Yeah, that's that sounds the most plausible to me as well. So our next new Superman and Lois won't actually be an episode of the show. It will be a comic book. Earth Prime number two, Superman and Lois releases April 19th. I think we're planning to cover that uh, on the show. Uh, I don't know if we'll do a special show or, or what, but... Um, that will be the next new Superman and Lois. So it's available to pre-order digitally now or can get it in a comic shop on April 19th. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I actually, I haven't read any comics in a while, so this will be good to to dip back into it and uh, get myself reading comics again. I'm really excited to look back at early, this Clark and Lois earlier in their in their life uh, and get a story there. So um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about season two, episode nine, 30 Days and 30 Nights. All right. It's election day. Lois thanks Lana for sticking up for Jonathan when one of the football players' mothers starts dogging him for getting football season canceled. Meanwhile, Jordan's unexpected departure on the mayoral election day leaves Sarah rattled. And lastly, Natalie and Sarah wonder if they notice a spark between John Henry and Lana. Again, that this might be one of the shortest ones, like that's maybe the first two or three minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's early stuff, again. Uh, this was directed by Ian Samoyle, uh, second episode for Ian, and it was written by Katie Aldrin and Jay Jameson. It's their fourth episodes uh, each, fourth writing credit each for them. Uh, any overall thoughts before we get into the, the plot of this episode? I could see this episode being very divisive. Some people hating it, some people liking it. Uh, it is a very different episode than what I have come to expect from this show. And you'll notice that Clark is not mentioned at all in the description of this episode. And there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. He's not, well, I don't think he's mentioned in many of them. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know that that's different. Yeah. It's, it's a different type of episode for sure. And I think that's cool to, to mix things up. Uh, we'll get into if we enjoyed that it was mixed up or not later, but um, I always like when, when you've got 15 episodes to, mix things up, try something different, have a little different approach. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think normally too, especially with episodes like this, I don't really know exactly how I feel about it until we go through the whole episode and talk about it. And then at the end, I've sort of made up my mind about how I feel about it. Oh, well then we should ask <laughs> you again later. Yes. Uh, I, I guess we can get into it now. So it starts off with Allie in prison, uh, 
a soldier soldier her last name is Wu. um i don't know if we know her from anything else and i, I don't know if we'll see more from her uh, but i did note that uh she breaks her out she's got the, the little card that lucy must have given to her after she stole it from sam yes um, i'm guessing i didn't immediately recognize Wu. she may have been in the background earlier in the season or, or had some lines i'm curious uh checking if that's the case but it seems like she had an attachment to yeah uh, but Allie goes to the cave. Uh, she's got the suit from the doppelganger. She put it back together, and that's how she's through the portal. She goes through the portal, she says, to save everyone. Uh, but Clark wakes up in the middle of the night because he hears this happening. He knows what is happening from hearing it, uh, and he flies to the cave, but it's it's too late. Allie has already gone through the portal, and Wu tells him that not even you can make it through the portal. There's nothing you can do. Uh, Superman just laughs in the face of those sorts of things, and he flies around in circles really fast and then goes through the portal. I guess he was just picking up speed so that he could go so fast that he didn't disintegrate um, immediately, which it, it seems like that worked. Interestingly, his suit started getting the holes in it that kind of make it look like the suit that his doppelganger had. So he's got the, the holes in the... Yeah. Um, this is a pretty fun opening to the episode here. It's weird. This, is, uh, this isn't good or bad. It just seems like something that would have been the end of yes. the cliffhanger <laughs> from a previous episode. And then... Um, the episode would started after this, you know, the new episode would start after this. That's not a, a good or bad thing. It's just, it's different. It kind, of, it kind of felt different. And I think that's neat to start with something like that instead of end an episode with that. Because uh, it was surprising that um, Ellie is going to save everyone, whatever that means. I mean, combining all of us with our other selves, whatever, whatever any of that means. Um, what do you think about Clark, like, leaving without saying, I think, I don't know, I felt like he could have sent a message somehow to somebody maybe he could have yelled to jordan but what do you think about him just flying straight into the portal like that so ali i think it was yeah i don't know i thought it was not smart i guess if ali's going he thinks he doesn't have any time to do that you know ali's gonna do whatever she's doing whatever whatever it is her plan is um and so he has to go immediately otherwise because it's it's not smart that portal's been there a while and he hasn't considered going through nor should he or or researched it or done any looked into it at all or anything like that so um i think that was it was not smart by by superman but he also must think that he has to do it um because of he doesn't have time to wait for Allie's plan and now's as good time as ever i guess but yeah might be maybe could have written a note for lois or something yeah it it was a little surprising to see that happen but like you said it's it's the heat of the moment that's he didn't have time to make a plan and that i guess that really is what superman does he he jumps in to try to save the day no matter what yeah but this kind of sets up or eliminates clark from the episode entirely which was it was strange and his uh, they do they obviously like like they show some of the impact of him being gone you know there's all the news stories about superman not being there to save the day and john henry has to step in to to save stuff with his suit um so they definitely let you know but his presence is definitely missing from this episode and you definitely feel him missing um and they made sure to accentuate that fact um i i think this is a really cool idea to um to focus on you know eliminate eliminate a lead character for an episode see how that how lois responds to that how everybody else responds to that um i think I, my frustration is that you can it, it says how unimportant clark is to this show that you can basically sophie him for an entire episode and none of the stories change or anything like that uh, Lana makes one reference to him later and it, and it's, it's, it literally reminded me of Sophie. Like they have to make one reference to why Sophie isn't there and the episode she's not in. 
and that's all they did for Clark. And it doesn't really impact the stuff. We see the family impact early, and some of that's my favorite stuff right right away at the start there. But other than that, like he's gone, and that's fine. We don't see um, the impact of him missing. I didn't. I don't think I felt that. I did with the family earlier, and you mentioned that. But like he's gone, we don't see. Okay, should we? At what point do we go and look at that portal? See if there's any clues to where he's missing or anything like that. Like, no, he's gone. He'll be back eventually, probably. Um, Superman will be back eventually. Clark's missing. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I don't know why a, a farmer slash volunteer football coach is on a story in Metropolis, but okay. Um, I can buy that. But yeah, it was a little weird. And it just kind of reminds me, Clark doesn't have much to do in this show uh, and Superman's there for the action. Yeah, it does. It does kind of point out that, that fact. And it, it's a little weird because it's supposed to have been a month, but it feels like, and the characters are acting like we just watched the episode last week and it hasn't been that long in between. So that maybe some of the interactions and reactions to the fact that Clark has been gone so this long don't really feel all that realistic. Like you said, there's just the one mention of him being on assignment with no question and nobody else really seems to care that he's been gone that long. Yeah, and that's nice for Tyler Hecklin to get a little break. I'm guessing he'll maybe he'll have more to do and, and he's got a bigger episode coming up or something like that. Maybe that's why they, they structured it this way. But yeah, as, as always, I'm curious how this fits into the larger season story. Yeah. I will say that like for this episode, it does, they did utilize it to like completely wrap up the, or at least it seems like to completely ramp up the election story uh, with Lana and to, to move forward a lot of the Cushing storyline. So they, they used that time when they were not going to be doing stuff with, with Clark to, to wrap up some stuff that has been, maybe some people would argue dragging on for a little too long. I, I didn't feel like it was dragging on for too long, but they did use this time to, to wrap up that story. Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, but Sarah, during this episode, is also pretty mad at Jordan to the point of breaking up with him at the end of the episode. The The teen relationship drama is not my favorite part of this, uh, but it is it is understandable because Jordan is not being forthcoming or truthful with her about what is going on. And I I guess overall, like, what did you how did you feel about Jordan his his attitude and the way he was acting in this episode? I was pretty surprised to see the kind of cockiness that he got from having powers and like talking to his mom and basically he says at one point i don't have to listen to you because i'm the one with powers it was weird to see him acting like that but maybe that's just because clark's not around he feels like he has to that is his like immature version of stepping up and becoming the man of the family or whatever you want to call it yeah this was definitely this has to be the teen heaviest episode of the show this far i think i I don't know if there were other than maybe a couple partial scenes where there were just adults, but it, there was a, a teen or three in just about every scene. Um, and so that the teen stuff, I'm, I don't think is bad in this show. It's just, I'm not here for that. You know, I'm a little less interested in that stuff. Um, yeah. And as far as Jordan and Sarah, Jordan, um, I get him wanting to step up. Uh, yeah. If you want me to root for a character, uh, having him talk like that to Lois Lane is not, is a is a bold choice um yeah. i don't have to listen to you because i'm i'm the one with superpowers yeah that's that was um he's very arrogant at, in this story here and and i see him wanting to help out and i get that um it's weird him just overlooking completely ignoring his mom and going with the general and so we're gonna see i wonder how much more we're gonna see of conflict between sam and lois it seems to be somewhat resolved towards the end of the episode because 
you know, Jordan saves the day and Lois is proud of him for she sees, you know, how prepared he actually is because he steps in and fights off the bad guys at the, the XK warehouse later on. But yeah, I I can't imagine that it's over, especially with the way that he was talking to her and how cocky was being about it. Um, I I was talking in the last few episodes about how I really wanted to see Jordan kind of step up and start fighting crime. I don't know if this is exactly the way I was hoping it would go, especially with his attitude. Um, and really stepping up and kind of basically they even I think Sam even says it basically that he's doing what Superman would do it's a little fast for him to be stepping into that role and I thought I would see more of him not that I want to see him fail but see more of his struggles and maybe start off with some some smaller like shoplifting or crime fighting or whatnot but so it was a little weird to see him step into this big of a role this quickly yeah the show the first season especially really slow played uh, him getting powers and I was I like that um, mm-hmm. and this season especially lately it's really been ramped up he's getting powers off screen super super speed he can jump far uh, that kind of stuff and he's apparently you know we get the montage of him training and stuff like that so yeah now I, I don't know you know it's, it has gone really fast it was slowly built up and then it's like okay let's just have him doing superhero stuff I guess yeah I, I believe he flew. He said he flew, but yes, it looked like he kind of just jumped really high, you know, like the old school Superman. Yeah, that was a that was just a broad jump, right? <laughs> he, he was. You got to get a little more vertical if it's going to be flying. That was that was very horizontal. Um, yeah, and in terms of Jordan and Sarah, I I like them together a lot in season one. Um, they've only had conflict in season two, um, so I'm curious how that impacts things going forward. I mean, they have had some nice moments in season two. Uh, I guess I should say. So I'm not sure how that will go going forward, but the Kyle and Sarah stuff that came out of it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that was, that was part that I I did enjoy about this episode is seeing more of what is going on with Kyle. And then this Sarah and her troubles with Jordan kind of bringing her closer to her dad um, with, you know, his like depressing apartment that she's (laughs) going to go. That's what I was going to call it. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it is like if you needed a picture for the encyclopedia of depressing bachelor apartment that is you could put that picture in there. So but it's it's nice that she is trying to to help him move on. And, you know, there there's a lot of that of people trying to move on. There's the the Irons, Natalie and John trying to grappling with remembering her mom slash moving on. And they tried to make it seem like maybe he was at least Natalie thought he was flirting with Lana. I, I don't think he was. I think he's just a really nice, charming person, and he was just talking to her and trying to figure out how he could help. But maybe I'm wrong there. <laughs> he's laying on the charm. He's so charming, you can't tell what right. he's what he's doing. No, I agree with you there. Um, the John and Nat stuff was really sweet and, and nice, and we forget that I guess in this universe it was only a year ago that he lost his yeah. his wife. Nat lost her mother, so um, that's soon. And I thought the scenes, like the little waffle things, those kind of things, I always love. And, and those little details, I think, were really great. And we're done. Uh, it is It is always weird to see sweet, heartfelt moments between alternate Earth, John and Lois, um, more so than, than this Earth, Clark and Lois. But I thought all of that was done pretty well. I thought that was really well acted and performed. And I thought that was one of the bigger strengths of the episode. Yeah, so it seems like Natalie and John Henry are on better terms now. And his, his suit is fixed. He's out saving people so i wonder how much more when clark comes back if they'll be fighting together as a team or uh, what exactly will go on I- i'm surprised that sam hasn't tried to rope john henry into helping train 
Jordan, you know, even to the point that Jordan is trying to hide from him when he saves Kyle from the fire. But eventually, he obviously he figured it out and he told Lois. But um, yeah, I, I wonder if there will be some more more of Jordan and John Henry working together. I don't know. That was fun, John talking about John Henry. Like you know, he's yeah. got biometrics and he's got he's got like eighty four different ways to identify a dude in a hoodie. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Speaking of Jonathan, it, I was again. He's talking about like you know how upset he is that his dad is mad at him, that Clark is mad at him, and that doesn't know if he's going to have a chance to make it up to him and to reconnect with him. And then he finally breaks down and brings Candace in and, you know, explains everything of who he's been covering for. And I was pretty upset that this had to happen without Clark there because, like, I think Clark would be pretty proud of him, even if it took so long for him to do the right thing um, and to take responsibility for everything. So I was, it's kind of stinks that Clark wasn't there to see that moment and, to, you know, maybe start to forgive Jonathan and, and patch things up. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it does make me wonder, could they have, I wonder if John could have gone to Sam and, and tried this earlier, but I'm glad the, the Candace stuff is out there and moving forward. I think Candace might still be in trouble, but they at least move that forward a little bit. And, uh, because of talking to her and following the leads and everything, they go to that warehouse and they see the big giant operation of people making XK and their Jordan steps in to save them there, but they're, they're not exactly sure what's going on. And it looks like there's a whole lot of money behind it. And so we don't know who that is, what organization, what the purpose is behind it. I'm sure we'll we'll find out. But do you have any ideas or like wild theories about who it might be behind it? I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah. I don't have. I don't think there's really been any hints. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to think Allie would be involved with it. Maybe that's part of her plan somehow. But other yeah. than that, I don't know. I assumed the the mayor was going to have to do something with it, but he's he's gone and and that's all taken care of. So I don't really know um, who's the the big brains behind the XK operation. Yeah, me either. I I thought the DOD was involved, but this, I, I don't know exactly what their plan would be or why they would be funding this. Uh, same as you, I thought the mayor was involved, but he just lost. He's not the mayor anymore. So maybe we will, maybe he is involved in some way and we'll see him kind of go off the rails because he's not in charge of the town anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, in terms of in terms of mayor, we we've got Alana, the new mayor. Coach Gaines is a cheerleader. Um, any thoughts on this new mayor, Alana? Story. I assume she would win. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I thought maybe it would go either way, but yeah, it's it's good to see her win. Uh, it's going to give her a new role. Uh, I think she's going to be pretty busy, obviously, as mayor of the town, and it already seems like she doesn't really have time to deal with Kyle, and she says it basically says at one point to Sarah that he's he's made his decision and he has to live with it and I, it's not up to me to to really care about it anymore so i i wonder if this is going to drive a wedge between her and sarah mm-hmm. um and sarah is going to end up kind of clinging to her father more it, it seems like maybe that's the direction it's going lana is acting like she's moved on i don't know right. if that's how she actually feels or that's what you know she's so focused on that on the election that she's just trying to focus, you know, just forget, forget about it and put on a brave face. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes forward. But, um, I think the, this election storyline has been a little up and down, but I'm excited to see Lana as mayor and maybe getting into the town of Smallville and, um, what's going on with the town in general and get some real more human stories out of that. Uh, I, I love this setup early in season one of, businesses are going businesses are leaving um farmers are struggling all these issues with the town of smallville and the town kind of falling apart and we haven't touched on that in a while so maybe this 
will allow us to get back into that. And I think that could be a, a really cool outcome of this storyline. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's a perfect setup to involve her more with the, the paper with Lois and Chrissy and to, you know, she's probably going to be trying to root out the corruption that the, the last mayor Dean has, has set up. And I'm, I'm sure there will be a need for some investigative journalism to maybe uncover some of that corruption. So that, I think that's a perfect chance to, to like, like you said, tell some more human stories. We also get John getting yelled at by a football mom, Coach Gaines, being Coach Gaines. Um, yeah. I mean, he's not the only one using XK, So, but is, does everybody think he's the only one and, and he's getting blamed for it? Because that would really stink for, right. for John. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's just taking the brunt of the, the blame. I I guess it's not, I don't know if it's public knowledge that, uh, what's his, Timmy was taking it as well. Yeah, his mom knew, but I don't, I don't know if anybody else knew. Um, but yeah, Jonathan... Jonathan walks Candace home and gets a weird headache. It seems like the same kind of headache when the doppelganger was coming through for Clark. Um, and it doesn't take too long to figure out that that is the same headache because the uh, super cool biker doppelganger Jonathan shows up <laughs> covered in black leather. I think he has uh, an earring and like a cool hairstyle. Uh, anyways, he seem he starts talking in reverse, but then catches himself. So it seems like he has trained himself to to speak this earth's version to speak forward. Um, and they ask him where Clark is and he says he was too late. Uh, what'd you think about doppelganger Jonathan coming through? I don't know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> what's he doing over here? Like right. we don't know anything. We didn't really get any movement on the inverse storyline, the alternate reality type thing. So I don't really know what to think of it. Just, yeah. <laughs> all right. He's here. Okay. And it, but it ends with, cause he says that he was too late and we see just a brief glimpse of Clark laying on the ground, staring up at a light, Scared. Not scared? a whole lot to take from that. Scared. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to think about it. I'm guessing we're going to get more into that in the next episode, obviously. Um, but I don't. I don't have any thoughts on thoughts on it from this episode because there wasn't much to it. Yeah, this was. I don't know. I guess that kind of sums up this episode too. Is I, I'm not entirely sure how to feel about it. It was a weird episode. You know what the weirdest thing was? is what? Sophie was in it a lot, and I don't think anybody yelled at her. She was actually just like a nice kid that... I guess she was cheating at rock, paper, scissors at one point. But other than that, yeah, because Sarah, yell, Sarah yells at her about that. I didn't see her torment any children. Or right. <laughs> no, this was, this was a strange episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad that the, the election is wrapped up, and I'm excited to see that transition into Mayor Lana um, and the stories they can tell with that. And I... It's cool to see Jordan using his powers, even though they're it's going in a, a bit of a weird direction. And yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on with Doppelganger Jonathan. How did he get here? What's he doing here? What does he mean he was too late? So all stuff that I'm excited to see uh, in the next few episodes. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it, but Lois is pretty great in this episode. Yeah. She's got a lot going on. I am, again, surprised she's not looking into the month-long disappearance of her husband, but... Uh, she got some really good stuff to do in this episode, and Bitsy was great as usual. Oh, yeah. She's really, really good. It was fun seeing her and Sam investigate the, the XK stuff. I, I thought that was fun, too, looking in here, getting pictures. And her, uh, Sam asking how many times she's been tied up yes. was hilarious. <laughs> uh, a cool reference to uh, her her and Superman's past doing who knows how many times she was in trouble getting into a story and Superman showed up to, to get her out. So her calling out the individual knot was really cool. I love when they make a uh, reference to Lois and Clark's past this big, you know, that 20 year history of almost of 
him being Superman and, and them being reporters together and all that. I love that. Yeah. There's another nice moment I wanted to, to point out too, where Jordan and Lois are on the porch. This is after Sarah has broken up with him and he's, you know, upset. He's out there crying and Lois comes out with a glass of wine and says, find a new spot. Brooding on the porch is my thing. So it's <laughs> yeah. just a, a nice little moment. And they, they kind of make up and, you know, Lois finally tells him how proud she is of him of, for saving his, her life. So I'm, I'm not really sure where, where the show's going to go from here. Obviously we've got whatever's going on with Allie. Um, so I don't know what that means in the short term. Um, but yeah, and it, not one of my favorite episodes at all. Um, but like you said, I'm curious how it fits into the story. I like that it was something different, uh, even if it meant almost no Tyler Hecklin. Um, but uh, some good things came out of it, and I'm curious how it fits into the, the bigger story. All right, well, um, that's it for this episode. We'll, we'll talk about next week's episode if you're, or next month's episode. If you're worried about spoilers, hop off now. Um, in terms of Easter egg stuff, that doppelganger... John at the end is vaguely the look of 90s Connor Kent Superboy um, when he first showed up after the death of Superman. Uh, and Lana and John Henry do have a um, romantic history in the comics, so I don't know if they're going there or if that was just a, a little nod or what, but something to think about. And next episode is titled Bizarros in a Bizarro. Yep, and there's a, a short little teaser of that. It seems like um, there's a lot of reused footage and not a whole lot of new footage, but the new footage that we do see, it seems like they're on the inverse world, the Bizarro world, and they're Bizarro, inverse, doppelganger, whatever you want to call them, versions of just about everyone, um, and Clark is filling in for his doppelganger version, so this looks like it could be a pretty fun episode, especially maybe that they're going to do this kind of flip-flop thing where they spent the, almost the whole episode on our Earth without Clark, maybe we're going to spend the whole episode on the inverse world with Clark. So I, I'm very much looking forward to this episode. It looks like it could be a lot of fun. Do you think they're actually going to name it Bizarro World? I, it seems like I mean, it. in in the show? Uh, maybe not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if this is... I don't know if there's any stuff to tell from the little teaser. It doesn't have much. If it's going to be flashbacks to the original doppelganger or if it's going to be all Clark on the inverse world or, or how they handle all that, what they do with that. But uh, looks weird, looks interesting. All right, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Mm-hmm.